day 22 of National Spotlight. Nope, that's wrong. National Podcast Post Month. <laughs> this is the Spotlight Podcast. Uh, blunders. When I leave them in the podcast, they're fun. Uh, this one is with uh, Kevin Durant, who at the time was uh, promoting... He, he's another multiple-time guest, um, and he's been in, in a ton of stuff. And I know one of the times that he was on, he was promoting The Strain, which was an FX TV show. But the first time he was on, uh, he was promoting a movie of his own that was... Um, uh, for the life of me, uh, Dark Was the Night. That was it. I couldn't remember for a moment. But Kevin was amazing. He was so much fun to talk to. He was an incredibly nice guy. A guy that you would see like in the movies, and he always plays like these intimidating characters on movies and TV shows. But he was so much against type um, in real life. He's he's a, he's just a friendly guy. So I, I'm starting to mumble. I'm, I'm just going to wrap this up. Uh, enjoy this one. National Podcast Post Month, Day 22, here on The Spotlight with Kevin Durand. All right, time for our favorite part of the podcast, and we are especially excited this week because we get to talk to a super talented actor. He's not only been in great movies like Wild Hogs, Real Steel, X-Men, Wolver- uh, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, and, and obviously a ton more, but he's also been in Lost, which, which is definitely one of our favorite hit TV shows ever made. But uh, now he's in another hit show that you can watch every Sunday night. Please welcome to the showcast one of the many great stars of FX's The Strain, Kevin Duran. Kevin, how's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I'm glad I'm a part of your favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know... I don't want to be like part of your second favorite or third favorite, <laughs> favorite one. Yeah, I'm not so saying like the rest. Of, I'm not saying the rest of the podcast is crap, but this is just the best part, <laughs> I, in my opinion. <laughs> I, 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 I am very sure of that. I'm very. Sure that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be chatting with you today. How you doing? Well, not too bad. Um, let, let's. I, I mean, obviously, like I said, you, you've done so much. So obviously, we want to cover as much of it as we can in our time with you. So let's okay. let's get right into the strain. Um, and and okay. season one of the strain, season two just started. Uh, when our audience is listening to this, episode two will have just aired. Uh, season one was more of how the strain came about and, and spread. What can we expect from the show, and even your character uh, during this season in season two? Um, well, yeah, I mean, like you said, like the first season, you know, we spent a lot of time explaining the biology of the virus and how it affects us, uh, affects people who are, who are turned, and, and we spent time with, with uh, our core group of characters and hopefully started to like them and, and, uh, and root for them, and then when you step into the second season, everything has just kind of gone bananas onto the next level of, 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 of chaos, the apocalypse is well on its way, and, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, in all that time off away from us, he just kept thinking about it and going, gosh, I missed the silly fat, and, uh, and, and, and now the stakes are a lot higher now that, that, that the, uh, the, the poop is in the fan. Um, um, yeah, so it, it, it just feels like from the first day reading the reading that first script of the second season all the way through to the end, I just kind of felt like everything had just jumped up like a bunch of notches and, uh, and everything really kind of came together, kind of you know, got our stride going, you know, 
Yeah, they definitely get. I mean, whereas season one, you kind of have to build up a little bit. Uh, season two, you can jump right into it. And and the funny thing is, anyone who listens to the podcast will know I'm not a big horror person. Ben's the more the horror buff on the podcast, but this type of horror is right up my alley. Like, I'm not a jump scare really kind of thing, but like sci-fi-ish fantasy horror is is the kind of stuff I'm into, like Alien and, and stuff like that. And this show is is perfect for anybody like that. Oh, cool. I mean, seeing this world, you know, of these monsters, I don't know if you've read this before, but I, I'm sitting down with Guillermo, he, he said, like, that these monsters, these vampires, um, the monsters of his childhood, he'd wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, and, and, and he would he'd be having nightmares about these damn things, and he would get up and start jotting down ideas about their mythology and, and, and do sketches and, and so they've been haunting him for many many years so we just get to be the benefactors of, 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 of his horrible nightmare <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean and, and Guillermo has such a vivid uh, you know imagery when it comes to the stuff that he's done and so you have to imagine that something that comes from his nightmares as you said uh, I mean, just you don't even have to see it first off before the strain. Like you could have just told me, you know, this is from something that, you know, Guillermo had nightmares about, and I would automatically be in just from that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, that prologue in the first episode, I was just absolutely stunned by it. Yeah. It's, it's just so, so beautifully horrific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Episode two this season, um, season two, episode two, I'm not going to really spoil anything for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, if you didn't get a chance to watch it live. Um, there, There's a scene in it, and you know, I don't know if you remember it being in this episode or not, because I know uh, as we're recording this, it hasn't aired yet, and, and you haven't seen it yet, but there, there's a certain scene in a pool uh, in your backside. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all I could say about that scene is, you know, all's well that ends well. <laughs> is, is that a... and, and and looking back, um, I <laughs> um, um, yeah, looking back, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it, it was a very strange scene for me to shoot. I, I mean, it wasn't until I got into funny. It wasn't until I signed forty uh, until I turned forty that I started signing uh, nudity clauses in my contract. Like, why do you want to look at my ass now? <laughs> um, and and I, it's funny because I just kind of go, yeah, okay. I just don't know how much longer you're going to want to look at it. So let's do it. You know, um, um, and and luckily, all well uh, that ends well. It still ends well. <laughs> my wife, my wife gave me permission. She was like, okay. Okay, so that, that's no stunt double. That's no stand-in. No, that's that's one hundred percent pure uh, French Canadian lumberjack, there, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird too, because you, like, I felt heat on my butt. You know, there was like an entire crew uh, that I work with every single day, sitting there, just you know, whether they wanted to or not, you can't look away from. from <laughs> From my my big extremely white butt, there's no way. People had to put sunglasses on, and we went. <laughs> yeah, that was fair. I, I had to bring that up at least because I was cu- 
curious in a in a purely uh, media related way. Uh, I, I did read um, that at one point the FX president had said this series would run thirty anywhere between thirty nine and sixty five episodes. Which, when you're doing thirteen episodes a season, is a pretty big gap. I mean, that's a difference of season three or season five. Do you, do we know, or do you know, or have any inkling? As to maybe how many we're going to end up getting, because I know, you know, there's a few books that they're going off of. So, did they have they told you at all yet? Any? I mean, I assume at least a season three. Mm, you know, I, I've been hearing a lot from from a lot of different people. Uh, I, I really don't know. I, I think they're aiming well, more so for five. Um, That's what I'm hoping for. Three. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I have so much fun doing the show and playing this character. It's one of the first, like, truly heroic dudes that I get to play and, and uh, that I've had the chance to play. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I, I really hope we get to go for five. But, you know, you never know. You know, a television show is a le- living, breathing thing, and, 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 and so much of that life comes from uh, the hunger of that an audience has uh, uh, for it. So uh, hopefully all you awesome strainers out there uh, tune in every Sunday and, and, and watch so that we can keep telling the story and, 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 and tell it through to the end, you know? Yeah. Um, awesome. I, know, I know you guys were just out in uh, San Diego this past weekend. As well, I mean, was, was that your first time ever at Comic Con, or were you there for season one, or have you been there for anything else before? I've, I've always missed Comic Con, and then um, and then I went last year with the show with the strain. Uh, only two episodes had aired, and um, and and there was a really nice uh, reception that first year. But this this season was just bananas. I mean, yeah, I'd never experienced anything like that before, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, so many people were so enthused about the show, and, and uh, um, you know, it, it, there was a, a banner covering the entire front of the, the, the Hilton Bayfront of, uh, of, of the strain. It was just, I mean, I just swelled with pride. I was so so grateful, and it was so cool to be there to represent for, for a show that, that like, our, our fans genuinely love the show, um, and, and I genuinely love the show, so it was just so great to get to shake hands, take pictures, uh, got a lot of hugs, <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, it was great, and I, I was repping for the, for, for my film, Dark with the Night, there as well, and it, it was nice to get the word out to people, and, um, what an awesome experience, like, I, I can't wait for next year. Yeah, you, meant, you mentioned the, you mentioned the hugs, I'm, it's a shame that, uh, you weren't there for the hugs after episode two aired, you probably would have gotten more hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I don't. I don't know how how uh, how I'm represented because I don't spend a whole like guys don't spend a whole lot of time looking at their behind, right? Like we we, we do our little mirror face when we're fixing our hair. There's no makeup. There's no. You know what I mean? So it's like we don't spend a whole lot of time watching it, let alone from behind. There's yeah, you always see girls doing the the, the check behind. <laughs> look, I don't care. You know what I mean? So. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess I'll see what happens after I, have to, <laughs> I really don't, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> It'll be the first time I see my, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, you know, you had, you had mentioned, you know, this character from the strain, you're loving the fact that you, you're able to play like a hero now and, and stuff. I mean, cause if you look back at your career, both movies and television, let's face it. I mean, some, a lot of the characters you've played have been kind of scumbags. I mean, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> you can't really deny it. And we, and we know it's not you personally, it's just the character that you play, but I have to imagine like, it's gotta be some, it, it's gotta be kind of fun to put on a persona like that and play that kind of a character. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had a ball, you know, um, I mean, the worse the character, the, like the more despicable, the more I feel like I have to dig and, and figure out how to make that truthful and human and compelling because, you know, you can't just play evil. You can't just play like, Okay, I'm going to put it on my asshole setting. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like you, you, you have to figure out why they think like that and why they're they're acting that way in, in, in the world, and and, and, it, and it's fun to dig in and and, and and figure out how to do it properly. You know. Yeah. And, and, and every single one is completely different, so I become a different guy, and they all have different intentions, and and and, uh, and, and yeah, it's, a, it's a, an absolute blast. Yeah, I'm 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 yeah i mean and you had mentioned like how everyone is different i mean because they're all different <laughs> they're all kind of different kinds of scumbags all are across the board i mean sure. you meant i mean you go from like a swarmy kind of like bookie kind of guy from real steel and then martin kimi from lost who is just like an extreme like doesn't give a shit about anybody you know but yeah. but the mission and then you go complete you know opposite end and you go to a character like red from wild hogs who's just a complete <laughs> idiot but still you know kind of, kind of a little yeah. bit of a scumbag do, do people if they meet you in person or if they meet you has has anybody like ever like gotten the wrong impression from they met you just by the characters that you've played um you know i think i'm like i'm i'm really such a uh happy guy like my natural setting um so if they had any kind of preset conception as to what i was i mean i think within a couple of seconds of saying hello um yeah things are all erased i mean no, i'm an actor you know yeah I, 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 I play um you know i'm i'm so inspired that you walk down the street and every single person that you see has a story and i'd like to play everybody but there's not enough time yeah um, so, uh, you know, I, people generally, I, I mean, when I was a little bit younger, I mean, when I was going out to bars to hang out and have some drinks and stuff, I mean, some guys, like tough guys would come up and, you know, assume that I was that uh, tough guy uh, from whatever movie or TV show they saw me in. And, and you know, they'd find out that once I bought them a couple of beers and they had, I told them a couple of jokes that, you know, it, it's all make-believe. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Just, yeah, that's a good thing because I I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones, but I I had heard uh, the young kid who played King Joffrey had taken yeah. some shit in real life because of how his character was on the show. Yeah, I mean, when you're young, I mean, it it, it kind of takes. It, there's more of a a chance that you know take over a little bit. I, I did a Broadway show where I played a really despicable. Um, well, to the audience, a despicable guy, and um, I didn't know how to shed it, and I would, 
I would leave the theater and I'd walk the streets and I would, I, I would carry a lot of that kind of frustration and anger mm-hmm. and that darkness. And I almost got myself into trouble a couple of times, but as, as you age and you do it more and more, I've been doing it for like 24 years now, um, since I was 17. So, um, you know, you just learn how to switch it, what, what's real and what's not, and you can walk away from it yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day and actually have a happy life. Yeah. <laughs> Because you can't walk, you can't come home to your wife at the end of the day being that same goddamn prick that you've been playing. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't go wrong. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, um, and so, uh, so yeah. But I think when you're younger, it's you, you, you kind of harder to shed. And um, yeah, you're gonna be a dad soon too, aren't you? Yeah, and I definitely don't want to bring that shit home. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, my baby Do you guys girl. know what you're having? Little baby girl, yeah. Oh, girl, awesome. Yeah, we, uh, we, I, I have a seven and a half month old, and we played the waiting game, and that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is wait to see oh, what gender. Oh, wait on the sex? Yeah, oh, my God. Wow. It sounds so easy. Man. Yeah, it sounds no, it so easy. It sounds so difficult. I never <laughs> would be able to do that. Never... Wow, that's amazing. You you actually waited. That's incredible. Yeah, I don't. Next one we won't. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> with uh, Ben had mentioned uh, Kimi on Lost uh, and Carlton Cuse, he's the showrunner and executive producer of The Strain, which he also was for Lost. Uh, um, yeah. and, and that was such, I mean the show Lost was such a phenomenon were you a, and, and you came in I think season three or four I don't remember exactly but were you a fan of the show when you got cast for the role I actually hadn't started watching the show yet um, I I, uh, uh, I was uh, I don't think I had any kind of cable at the time um, <laughs> I was kind of newly down to LA and kind of on my way through and I, I, I didn't watch TV at all for a little while, um, and uh, when I got called in for it, uh, when I read the first page, like there was only one page for this audition. Carlton had seen me in a movie called Three Ten to Yuma, mm-hmm. and um, um, where I played it, uh, another uh, wonderful bastard. <laughs> and, and that, I, I love that bastard in that movie, and. Um, I read, I had one page, and I, I just had a sense from this page that I was like, I don't want to know anything about anyone on the island, because um, uh, this guy is on a mission. He's got to, you know, they're all meat to him. So yeah. I didn't I didn't want to be like, oh, look, it's Jack. Hey. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted, they're all the same to me, except for Ben. Um, and, uh, and it helped. It helped not knowing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, you must have done something right because you even made the uh, season six flash sideways too after you blew yourself up earlier in the series. Yeah, it's so cool. They 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 um, they, they said they want me to come in and they said it was kind of like my character's bow. They come in and yeah. take your bow. Uh, uh, I, I was really grateful for that for Carlton and Hughes and Jack Bender and Dan Lindelof just kind of like coming sideways down. Yeah. Um, and, and thank God for Carlton Hughes. Then he thought about me, and I, I don't know if it was him. I was told Guillermo hand picked me. I, I, I'm assuming that Carlton had a, had a lot to do with with uh, with me. Uh, with the strain, yeah, yeah. Meeting them and being offered uh, the, the great silly set. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Um, a, another movie from your past. I know with uh, or from your past career. I know, like nowadays, comic book movies are kind of dominating the box office. And you know, you had you had a, a part in X Men uh, Origins Wolverine, as Adam had mentioned in the introduction, where you got to play the Blob, which I can only imagine the the makeup and the casting that you had to go through for that part was had to be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, was, it was actually fun, you know? Yeah. I saw, I saw a video of, uh, of you get actually getting casted, body casted for that role. Um, and yeah, it's, it seems like you're having a good time. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. For me, it was always the dream to get to like, just disappear into these different characters. And, um, I really disappeared in that suit and that yeah. makeup. And, and when it was all on and I looked at myself, I didn't see any traces of myself except for, for the eyes. And it, it, it just, it was just so cool. <laughs> it was, it was so to, to get to play with such incredibly talented folks. Uh, uh, like, uh, you know, um, they put that suit together and the makeup artist. It, 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 was, it was a really long process trying to figure out how to perfect um, how 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 they can make me that big and, and be able to be agile and, and, and uh, so fun to be a part of that process. I got such a kick out of that. Yeah, I know. Um you know, Ryan Reynolds has kind of proven that you can be one character in the Marvel Universe and then come back and be another one. Although he's, he's a different version of Deadpool. Uh, you know, Chris, right. P- Chris Pine was Human Torch, and now he's Captain America. So, I mean, if you were ever offered another opportunity... Not Chris Pine. Wait, who? It's not Chris, Chris, Pine? Chris Oh, Evans. Chris Evans, sorry. Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, I know. I, uh, of all I people to... Yeah, of all people <laughs> to get that mixed up, I'm the one to do it. Um if if you were ever offered another opportunity to jump back into the Marvel universe or even the DC universe, now that they're kind of taken off with their movies, would you ever jump back into that? Oh hell yeah! It would just <laughs> have to be the right the right thing. Um, uh, I've been offered to to go do a, a, another one of those films in one of those universes. I'm going to be really vague. Yeah, I, I thought I thought no, nah, I'd rather hold out and, and, and wait for something more exciting yeah me. like if I'm going to do it I want to do something um really exciting because I mean I look I mean when I walk around in the world I kind of look like I'm one of those mutants on six days and 245 <laughs> pounds and, you know I I, I I train more than a human probably should because I'm working out my demons in the gym all the time and, and it's like you know, I, I want to wait for the right one, and if the right one doesn't come, then you know I'm more than than happy uh, to just continue doing what I'm doing. But uh, I would love to get the right one, yeah, and and, and just just rock it out. I can you know? I can tell you one role that you know, knowing your you know your frame and everything for that, I think you might be good for. Uh, yeah. We we've seen Colossus, but as a younger Colossus, I could see you being like an older. You know, oh, um, cool. an older Colossus. I could see that. Actually, Daniel Cudmore, the guy who wrote the uh, who, who played the original Colossus, is uh, I, I know Daniel from, uh, from Vancouver. He's a, he's a big fella. I, <laughs> um, um, good actor too. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's just there's there's just so many in in, in those universes that you know uh, if, if it was something that 
too, so, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Blob was kind of a surprise because they had me come in. They didn't tell me what character I was reading for. They said, okay, well, you have to have this, this huge range of emotion, like, pretty much, like, as if you were uh, almost, like, bipolar, like, just on uh, uh, extremely low to extreme highs, and I want you to do all this within this one page of dialogue and I was like okay and I, I didn't I thought they were just testing me as an actor and they were gonna you know I, I really thought I was gonna be saber too we have uh Shriver uh, uh got that and absolutely killed that um so I was surprised when they said blob I was like blob <laughs> uh, uh, wow okay yeah I, I was happy for it but I was like it was kind of a surprise but I think I could play um you know uh Oh yeah, there's so many. It's endless. Bring it on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know. I mean, you've looking back at your career, you've been in so many great movies that I absolutely love. Um, I have to imagine being from Canada, you're a hockey fan, and uh, Mystery Alaska, I absolutely loved. Um, but another movie that you were in, I know we're running a little bit short on time, but I, I just I couldn't go through without mentioning this. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. You were in Wild Hogs, which is probably one of my top five favorite, like, guilty pleasure movies. It's one of those movies that when it's on, I stop and I watch it just because it's it's so good. I I would have to imagine, I mean, that movie, you know, you had Tim Allen, Ray Liotta, uh, you know, MC Ganey, who was also from Lost. William H. Macy, Martin Lawrence, John Travolta. I would have to imagine that movie had to be so much fun to work on. Oh, it was such a trip. I mean, I remember the first time on set and, like, all the cast chairs were together and, you know, you had all those incredible names, you know, Travolta, William H. Macy, you know, you had uh, Alan, Martin Lawrence, and you know, it was just like uh, Ray Liotta, obviously. Yeah. Kevin Durant. And was, <laughs> Holy <laughs> I, I looked around and I, I, I scooched all the chairs really close to each other and I took a picture and sent it off to mom and dad and I was like I think I'm doing okay <laughs> yeah. I, I made it <laughs> yeah it was definitely one of those points where it's like okay we're on our way yeah doing that way and, uh, yeah I played a lot of different characters over the years and like you said a lot of bastards and in the last couple of years I've, I've been so lucky that people are starting to say oh maybe he could save the world and I got to play the silly and, and I have to mention um, uh, this film Dark Was the Night that I have opening July 24th um, and it opens in theaters and VOD and iTunes all at the same time on one of those uh, kind of wide platforms and uh, it's, it, it feels like I finally graduated. Um, yeah. The, playing the guy who, who, who saves the world as opposed to you. Uh, the guy that, guy yeah. To, or, 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 as opposed to the guy who's going to eat your babies. <laughs> and, uh, um, the film is so good. Uh, I'm so proud of it. And uh, it's the first time that I, uh, you know, I carry a big part of the narrative. And, and uh, I, I you guys need to rent it. I think you'll really like it. You actually, you actually beat me to it. That was what we were going to end this interview with. Was talking oh, about. Cool, cool, cool. Um, you said you were running out of time. I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta talk. About that. Oh no, we, so we, much. we would have gotten it in. Don't worry. Um, oh, please, please, please. Yeah, because yeah, as, 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 as sheriff. Yeah. 
Yeah, play this 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 guy who's um, at the start of the movie. You're you're seeing him kind of, you know, he's, he's still so deep in mourning uh, for the death of his son, and and um, he blames himself for it, and uh, you know he he doesn't trust that he could tie his own shoes if he tried, and then all of a sudden, uh, all these people out of ta- out of his town are, are disappearing these weird tracks are showing up and he has no idea what the tracks are and everyone's looking at him to save the day and uh and uh you know he's <laughs> he's got to dig deep and, and find out if he actually has it in him to be able to save the day and uh it's, it's a really great great little journey um, um i think people really dig it yeah i mean as adam had mentioned earlier in the interview i'm i'm a big big horror buff um, oh, so awesome. I've watched the trailer. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I can tell you right now, like you said, July 24th. Uh, yeah, and, and like Adam, it's not. I know you're not a huge horror buff, but it, it's kind of a. It's got like a really strong kind of family drama kind of narrative, and then it. So you really care for these people, and then there's something lurking in the woods, and you're really. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like those like monster secret, not secret, but like what you don't know what is killing these people and stuff like that. Like that's almost. Yeah. I mean, it, it's obviously not in space, but that's kind of what Alien was. Is you know sure. the, that that's the, sure. the first one at least. So yeah, that's that's definitely and and the fact that it's on to. Go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please, I'm interrupting. Go no, ahead. no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, some of the reviews from the people who saw, like, early screenings, they, they, they're comparing it to Jaws. Because oh. it's exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah. It's that suspense. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. don't know what's out there. It's not like every scene, there's a monster jumping out. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you don't know what the hell it is. And it's, it makes it so scary. And Jack Keller, who directed it, and Tyler Hizzle, who wrote it, like, they just did such a, a, a great job with it, and, and, and that tension just is so, so incredibly palpable throughout the, the, the film. You know? Yeah, that's kind of even like Jurassic Park. We're, the first Jurassic Park, we had read a stat. Uh, the dinosaurs, I think, what was it been like? Fifteen minutes out of that whole movie actually had dinosaurs. In yeah, it? I think it was. It was a short <laughs> period of time. So they're not always there. It's that suspense yeah. that that really gets you, and that's. That's great, and another great thing is that not only can you go see it in theaters if you want to go check it out on a big screen, but you can get it on iTunes and on demand. And as you'll probably soon find out, having a young child does not always make it easy to go to the movie theater. So that oh on God. demand, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? And and, and also for me, I'm I'm like a, a small town. Uh, not that, but from, I'm from a place called Thunder Bay, and like there were a lot of movies that I really wanted to see that didn't come to my, my city, and so uh, you know I love that people, you know, across America who might not be in, in, in one of the cities that, that this movie is shown, you know, they could just they could iTunes it or, or VOD it and have the bathroom next to them and the fridge next to them, <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, <laughs> uh, and uh, watch it however they like. You know? <laughs> Well, <clears throat> excuse me. We we appreciate you spending a few extra minutes with us, Kevin. And be sure, uh, for everyone listening, be sure to watch him in the strain every Sunday night at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. on FX. And obviously, check out Dark Was the Night in theaters and on demand, like we said, July 24th. And also follow him on Twitter at Kevin underscore Durand. 
and Instagram is at the Kevin Durant. Kevin, thanks again for joining us again. Thanks for spending a few extra minutes with us. This was a blast. Yeah, you'll you'll definitely have a. I'll be watching um, Dark Was the Night the weekend it releases, so I'll be checking it out. Oh, awesome, awesome. We'll uh, we'll, we'll chat again. On the-